You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today's topic is how to beat overwhelm and achieve simplicity in business. You might hear the beautiful bird song at my place today. It's a sunny day and I'm really happy to be here with you sharing the sounds of nature. Now let's dive in. Are you a coach who's setting themselves up for your first clients and you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed about all of the things that you feel that you have to do and manage and create? Well, let's take a step back from that and slow down a little bit and get clear on just the few simple things that you can do to start winning in your business. I'm talking here about keeping it simple. So why simplicity? Why do we keep it simple? What's the advantages of that? Well, think about it. In our fast-paced, always switched-on world, we have so much stuff going on and so many things happening in our lives and in our minds. For example, did you know that at any one time your brain contains around 60,000 thoughts? No wonder it's crowded in there. No wonder you feel overwhelmed at times. And the thing is that when we're always switched on, going fast, being busy, we tend to act without thinking. We accumulate things that we don't really need and we get talked into things that we don't really want. We get into this pattern of accumulating and saying yes to things and saving things for later and it builds up. And we can become overworked, we can become reactive in that state and that's when you end up lying awake at night with this huge to-do list running around in your head. And so those unwanted emotions kick in. I don't know if you've ever had that where you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and you start creating mountains out of molehills about all the stuff that you need to do and perhaps your lack of capacity or capability or skill to do them. So that cycle can start pretty easily and it's really hard to run a business efficiently if you're caught up in all of the drama of things. And this is why simplicity is so important. The whole principle of simplicity can help you to stay afloat and to thrive in your business and in your life. So how do you do that? How do you achieve simplicity in your business so that you can be freed up to build relationships and create your business? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. And I do want to say that if you boil it right down, your business is all about relationships. And at the simplest level, that's kind of what you need to focus on. But let's talk about how to do business simply. One of the easiest ways To keep it simple is to define what you need right now and then work out the easiest way or ways to meet those needs. If you do that every six to 12 months, then you're keeping your eye on the ball, you're keeping it simple and you're avoiding all of that minutia and detail and excess that you don't need. Think about it, if you're doing this in your life and saying, what do I need right now? It's probably going to include some basics like water, exercise, good food, rest, time to reflect and time with friends and maybe a bit of housework. That's the basics for your life, right? And if you think about your business in the same way, it actually boils down to a very similarly small list of just five things. Number one is maintaining relationships. Number two is scheduling and booking. Number three is delivering services. Number four is storing information. Number five is invoicing and managing money. Five things you need to do in your business. 
And as a coach, you know all about that first list of things, those health things, but let's talk about that second list, those five business points that can help you run your business with simplicity. Now, I know there's stuff behind each of these things, but what I'm encouraging you to do is just to take away all the noise and the shoulds and the fluffs and the outside interference and people convincing you you need to buy this or that or do this or that. Just pull back down to the basics. Point number one is maintaining relationships. Think about this for a moment. What does maintaining relationships involve for you and your business? Well, firstly, it's the essence of marketing. It's about deciding who you're going to meet or catch up with and how often you need to do that. It's that simple. It could be just about deciding that you're going to meet five people in your network each week uh, or showing up on a Facebook group that you run each day or making five phone calls each week to prospective new clients. That's it. In a marketing sense, it's showing up and speaking to people. Simple. And that's all it takes for you to open the door to be able to introduce yourself to new people, to build relationships, and then to keep them warm or maintain those relationships, just to identify how much time and how many people you need to speak to each week. And when the time is right, those are the people that might either buy from you or help you spread the word. So you're not just calling them to sell them things, you're building relationships and maintaining them. And then when the time is right, maybe once a month or after your first few months of building relationships, if you're starting, they may buy from you or help you spread the word. So that's point number one. The second thing you need is scheduling. So what does scheduling involve? Well, there's really two parts to it. Firstly, there's how you organize your own time. You already know from the previous point that you need time to build and maintain relationships. So that would be the first thing to go into your schedule each week as a regular set activity. But the second thing is that you need a way for clients to schedule inquiries or coaching sessions with you. So how do you do that? Well, at the simplest level, they can phone you or email you. And at a more sophisticated or automated level, they can access you via an online booking platform like Acuity Scheduling or Calendly. And the beauty of these platforms is that they include reminders and even links to payment gateways so that your clients can book in with you, pay at the same time, tick yes to your terms and conditions, and then get a reminder before the appointment. So it's easy to package up two or three things at once using a platform like that. So that's that second point, scheduling your own time and making it easy for clients to book with you. The third thing you need to do is deliver services. So the question is, well, what does that involve? Really, as a coach, all you need is a room, a phone or an online meeting service. Simple. The room could be something like a by-the-hour hired space in your local area. For example, a room that you hire ad hoc in a wellbeing clinic. This is how I started my business. I had arrangement to use a room when I was running my programs and they would take a percentage of each program course that I ran. There are plenty of options around. The phone is super easy. You can definitely coach purely by phone if you want to. And all you need is the phone. Simple. 
Alternatively, you could use an online system like Google Meet, which is free if you have a Google Calendar. When you schedule an appointment in there, it automatically gives you the option of adding Google Meet conferencing. It's not as good quality as Zoom, but it definitely works. Zoom is a low cost and better quality option. Or at the higher end, there's Microsoft Teams if you have that built into your Microsoft Office subscription. They're all really simple and easy to set up, and one of them is free. The next thing to think about is storing information. What does that involve? I'm sure you've been bombarded with people telling you you need to set up a CRM or have a professional looking platform or all of these things. But when you're first starting out and you don't have any clients, that's a lot of money to fork out. But what you do need to do is have a way to store client notes, policies and procedures, coaching tools and resources, those sorts of things, and maybe some client invoicing records. The old fashioned way is a filing cabinet with printed documents and you have some templates set up in your computer. That's totally fine. You can do that if you want to. No law against it. And why should anyone else care if you're doing it that way? Totally doesn't matter if you want to do it that way. That's how I started. Otherwise, you might want to set up a folder structure on your computer where you store different types of documents. This is what I do now. For example, you have one folder for client files and you have a folder within that for each client. Really simple. You have a folder that contains your policies and procedures. You have a folder with all of your client resources in it, what I like to call a vault of information. And you can share that entire folder with your clients using a link. That's it. Really simple. Of course, you can go more complex. Of course, you can get software to do it all for you and store it and make it look fancy. And that's fine too. But if you do that, then what happens to all that information if you decide you don't want to continue that subscription? Where does it go? How do you download it? Lots of other things to think about if you're using a software, plus having to learn the software, plus the cost. So maybe it's just as simple as having a few folders on your computer. And that's okay. The last point is invoicing. What does invoicing involve? Well, the in-person way, if you're working with clients face-to-face, -face, might mean that you have an invoice template set up in Microsoft Word or in Google Docs, and you have a receipt book. Really simple. If you want to get a bit fancier, WaveApp is a free software that gives you some basic invoicing and bookkeeping functionality. Or you could use a combination of Microsoft Word invoices and, and a list of what's going on in Microsoft Excel, for example. If you want to get fancier, you can get a dedicated software like Xero or QuickBooks on a monthly subscription with more bookkeeping features. It's really simple and you don't need much more than that. Now, we haven't talked about this last point, but I bet it's in your mind right now. These are the five things that you need to run a coaching business. And you're probably sitting there thinking, well, what about a website? What about an online presence? I know, I know, I get it. You're thinking, don't I need a website or at least a Facebook page? I'm going to say, nope, not at all. For free, you can set up a LinkedIn profile, which looks professional. And you can also set up Google My Business for free. Both of these are great ways to build an online presence and get testimonials. Why get a website when you can do that? 
It's the reviews that really count in the beginning. And those two things, LinkedIn profile and Google My Business, are great ways both to network, especially LinkedIn, to gain visibility and to get a record of testimonials. One thing I like about Google My Business is that it does kind of behave a little bit like a website because you can post photos and posts and articles and all sorts of things there. One thing is that if you decide to get a program like MailChimp, which is very, it's, there's a free version and a low cost version, there's an option to get some landing pages and a basic web platform with that. I haven't tried it, so I can't say how good it is, but that is an option if you do want a basic website. Really though, you don't need it in the beginning. What matters is that you do a great job because that's what's going to get new clients, that word of mouth referral and those ratings. So let's sum up today's discussion. We talked about the concept of simplicity and how it can help you to run a business free of overwhelm and full of time and calmness and clarity on what you're doing each day. Remember that your business is all about relationships. So the key things that you need to focus on are how many people you speak to each week, how you schedule your time and booking clients, the way you deliver your services, the way you store information, and the way you invoice and track payments. As I said, people are going to tell you that you need fancy systems and software, and I'm here to say, no, you don't. Keep your business simple at first, and it will be way more enjoyable and easier to grow and scale. You can get those systems later when you get big enough. Okay, thanks for listening. And if you have questions, remember to hit me up on the contact page of my website and ask for help. Or if you have a topic that you'd like to hear about on this podcast, similarly, hit me up on the podcast on the contact page and ask for help. Let me know what you'd love to hear about. Thanks for listening in and see you next time.